0: There are single people in the church having sex with each other and then coming to worship. They're single. Having sex outside of marriage and then coming to church. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, today. But tonight, I'm going another way. There are men and women who are unmarried and who go on trips out of town for the weekend together. Then they'll come back to church and worship and wanna serve in ministry. Welcome to today's broadcast. This is Jerry G. Martin. We're bringing you messages this month on relationships. And today we're gonna to talk about a subject that we don't hear very much about. It is sexual immorality. This is a message for those who are single and a message for those who are married as well. Every believer need to walk in purity. Join with us as we talk about this subject today as we walk in the light of God's Word. We're going over there with a Moabite son, man. We can't go over there. You know we ain't supposed to go there. Come on, listen. All things are lawful, not all things are expedient. You know the, 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 the spirit is willing, but you know the flesh is weak. God said he'll forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful and just to forgive us. If we just go on over there, he'll forgive. Come on, man. Come on, man. You ain't got to tell him but twice. Okay, well, I'm coming. Because <laughs> why? Well, I don't want to be by myself. But look at where they were. Getting ready to go in and do a great conquering to receive God's promise. And right before they got ready to go in, here comes the enemy to draw them over to the Moabite women a lot of times right before God's getting ready to bless you here come an opportunity to get you off course right when God's already promised God already got your course set and here comes the enemy to get you off course. They're they're ready to get ready to go into Jericho. God's trying to get them ready. If you read the book of Deuteronomy, you'll see in the first few chapters, Moses uh, Moses is re-emphasizing all the law, all the things that God's telling them and saying, if you walk in God's way, God's going to bless you. He's telling them over and over and over, trying to get them ready to go across that Jordan and live in harmony and peace and blessings and prosperity. The book of Deuteronomy means I'm repeating it again to you. And even with that, that's what happened. They got right in on the fertility rites of Baal. Right in on those sexual orgies and bowing down and worshiping the other gods. See, when you're ruled by your lust, you will quickly give up anything that stands in your way, even if it's obedience to God. You'll give it up. It's a side light to this story. I'm just going to throw it in here. As I got to looking at this, how many of you were familiar with the story where The king of this land, Balak, called Balaam to put a curse. He was a mystic. He was a false prophet. But they called him and said, these people are getting ready to come in and try to take our territory. Would you put a curse on them? That's in chapter 24. And God said, you can't put no curse on what I bless. God said, you can't curse what I'm going to bless. And so he kept telling Balak. he said, I can't curse them. I can't curse them. I can't curse them. You'll find out if you read on further on, he couldn't curse them. But they got with the Moabite women and said, why don't you invite them on to worship with you there? And since I can't curse them, see if you can entice them. So the devil can't curse you, but he can entice you. Because he can find out just what you like. And he's going to say, come on. Turn out the lights (laughs) and light a candle. Moses is watching all of this breaking away and partying by God's people. He no doubt remembered what happened when he went up to Sinai. Are these the same people that started acting up when I went up to Sinai? Didn't that just happen not too long ago? He instructed the leaders of these riotous practice that they're going to be put to death and everyone else can witness it. And then that's when the immorality gets even bolder. Look look at verse 6. Then an Israelite man brought to his family a Midianite woman right before the eyes of Moses and the whole assembly of Israel while they were weeping at the entrance to the tent of meetings. Now how bold can you get? Here's one man that went over there and grabbed him, some woman, some foreign woman. He'd been partying over there and thought, well, I don't, if I could party over here, I could party over there. So he brought this woman on back home right in front of the preacher. And they're at the, at the entrance to the tent of meetings. That's the tabernacle. They're right there praying and weeping and saying, Lord, help us with these people. We don't know. Come on, Lord, change our hearts. God, fill us with your power and with your spirit. And while they're doing that, here comes this dude with this woman and saying, well, you know, if I could do it over there, I can do it over here. And he brings her right on back in front of the pastor. In other words, I'm going to come on up in church with what I'm doing. In other words, he said, I'm coming, I'm open church. And they, they can't say nothing about what I'm doing. This is my life. i do whatever I want to do. I said that so I won't have to look at nobody. <laughs> have you seen people who are living ungodly lives and when you question them, their response is, now what's the problem? What's up? What? what?" I can see somebody looking at this man. I know he ain't coming in here and bringing his woman all the way up in here after Moses done already said kill the folk. And he looked at him like, what? This guy was not satisfied to indulge with the ungodly. He brought the ungodly back to indulge with him among the godly. He brought the woman right before the eyes of Moses and the whole assembly while they were at the entrance to the tent of the church, weeping and seeking God. He's saying, I ain't got no shame in my game. I went over there, had me a good time. I'm going back over here. He's saying it ain't nobody's business what I do. And I doubt anybody to mess with me. Look again, we're we're told that he he also brought this woman before his family. That's what he says. He brought him right before his family. We have people now who see nothing wrong. And they're comfortable in church living and practicing ungodly lifestyles. They're comfortable. They're in church. They come to church. They, uh, they're comfortable living and practicing ungodly lifestyle. And they've been doing it so frequently that they want to, like, what? There are single people in the church having sex with each other and then coming to worship. They ain't married. They're single. Having sex outside of marriage and then coming to church like nothing happened. I love you. <laughs> oh, oh. I love you, Lord. <laughs> I love you, Lord, today. But tonight, I'm going another way. <laughs> there are men and women who are unmarried and who will go on trips out of town for the weekend together, out of this church. Then they'll come back to church and worship and want to serve in ministry. Don't lie to me say you weren't sleeping together. We were just traveling together trying to keep each other coming. You lying. I've been out there. They're going to come and play me. I know I look like I ain't done nothing. No, 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 no. They're going to come and say, well, pastor, we were just, we, we were just. No, you ain't just nothing. How y'all do that? You ain't got no business unmarried riding each other to church, coming all together in church like you married. Listen, if you ain't planning on getting married, don't even look at the menu if you ain't finna buy nothing. It don't hurt to look at the menu. I say, you keep looking at the menu, you're going to get something. (laughs) If you ain't planning on buying nothing, don't even go shopping. There are couples who live together unmarried. And say they're committed to God, but not committed enough to stop fornicating and get married. We used to call it shacking. Now they call it cohabitating, but it's fornicating. They'll all have an excuse of some kind. But I like what Bishop Martin said an excuse is what? A dressed up lie with a hat on. <laughs> they won't call it sin. They will bring themselves to the entrance of the tent of meetings and walk right in like everything is okay. There are teenage boys and girls experimenting with same-sex involvement and think, it's because, and think because it is same-sex that it's not an abomination to God. Well, we can try this out. Let's check this out. Let me, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There are men and women who are addicted to pornography. I, I put women in there too because it used to just be men, but the women have equal rights. They want to be addicted to pornography too. And then on Saturday, they're dealing with pornography and is at church on Sunday to praise. But this guy brings this woman. This woman don't have a clue. Now, here's the woman. Now, she coming, she coming in. She thinking, well, maybe they like we are. I, I, I thought they were different. I thought they served another God. But he says, he bringing me back. We must, they must worship like we worship. So I'm going to walk on in here with him. It must be okay. Maybe his wife ain't got no problem with it. Maybe the kids, maybe everybody else, maybe their preacher don't have no problem with it. I know my preacher ain't got no problem with it. So what's the problem? She walking in there, busting in there with him. Say, yeah, well, come on. He said, come on, baby, come on. Come on, just come on with me. Come on with me. He said, ooh, man, you should have seen that woman I picked up over there. Shoot, I know I got a line. I just told her, hey, baby, hey, it's me, me and you. We can roll together. Come on, come on, go with me. (laughs) Now Notice he brings her. He don't even introduce her to nobody. He just walked by the pastor, walked by the priest, walked by everybody. Just come on, come on, baby, come on, come on. She's looking at everything, saying, come, "Come, come on, come on, come on." I want to show you what happened. Verse seven. When Phineas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw this, he left the assembly took a spear in his hand and followed the Israelite into the tent. Now, I want you to get a visual. He drove the spear through both of them, through the Israelite and into the woman's body. What were they doing so quick? One spear, drove it through both of them at the same time. Now, listen, I'm wondering, well, how long did it take him to get a spill? <laughs> God oh boy, they were getting it on. Now, I, I've been wrestling with this note in the text here, and I, I don't want to be unbiblical because the Bible doesn't say. But look at what it says, verse 8. He followed the Israelite into the tent. It didn't say he followed him into his tent. It didn't say he followed him into a tent. The only tent that was mentioned prior to was the tent of meetings. And I'm wondering, I know he didn't take her into the tent. Now the Bible doesn't say that. But I've been, I've been researching, I've been looking to try to see, you know, uh, in, the, in the Old Testament and everywhere else in the Hebrew text and everything to see if they mention it. It doesn't say, but I, I'm just reading. They say, the 10. Moses and the elders were standing outside of the 10th of meetings. I said, I know he ain't bold enough to say, but, but, but he could have thought, you know what, uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come over here and maybe we can start this kind of ministry at our church. This is Jerry G. Martin and thanks once again for joining us for this broadcast. We've been sharing with you messages on relationships and I want you to continue to join us as we talk about marriage relationships, we talk about single relationships, we talk about We're talking about inappropriate sexual abuse between a sister and a brother. We're talking about adultery and sexual immorality. All of these has to do with relationships. I want you to know that God is interested in our relationships and how we live and how we represent Him in everything we do. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at thelightoftheworld.com. Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And you can listen to these messages or previous messages that we have aired on this broadcast. And I also invite you to go to our website at l-o-w-c-f dot-o-r-g. Again, that's l-o-w-c-f dot-o-r-g. And then join us in person on Sundays. God is moving. In a significant way, Pastor Jackie is bringing the Word of God. And so join us at 10 o'clock Sunday mornings at 16161 Old Humble Road. And don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore. You may need communion supplies, Bibles, or study resources, or anointing oil. Come and see us at the Beacon. It's right here on our campus. Call the Beacon now at 281-441-2885. That's 281 281- Four four one two eight eight five. now for the light of the world this is Jerry G. Martin saying may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time